I, I really like hearing but God stories. It, it reminds me of, there's a guy I've mentioned before named Ricky Atkinson. He's got a song and one of the lines in the song is, but there's another doctor in the room. And I do, I get choked up every time I hear him sing that song because, because he's right. I'm all about some doctors, but they don't get the final say so. Uh, before I get started tonight, uh, I want to I share an observation with you. And I'll be honest, I don't really know if I've shared it with you before, mainly because I've thought about it a lot and many, many times. Uh, and if I have shared it, uh, you're just going to hear it again. But it's worth, it's worth repeating. Uh, as somebody who hadn't been at this church a real, real long time, uh, there's something that stood out to me. And what it is, is uh, these young people that we have at this church that come up here to this altar. I will tell y'all that don't happen everywhere. They come up here and they come up here regularly. And, and then when one of them comes up here, the rest of them swarm them like a bunch of fire ants. And I mean some little kids up here too. I mean some folks coming up here and praying. And I've seen little kids like this coming up out of the aisle to come up here and pray with them. And I'm impressed. When I see some of these youth leaders come up here and you can't even see them no more because of all the kids that wrapped around them praying. And they ain't up here laughing and giggling and all that. They up here praying. I do believe in my heart that the Holy Spirit is working in these little kids. And I also believe that the Holy Spirit is using some grown folks here at faith to help show these young people what and how Christians talk to God. In Proverbs 22 and 6, it does tell us to train up a child in the way he should go, and when he was old, he will not depart from it. I believe that with everything I got. And you may not realize it that when these young men and these young women see you up here praying and talking to God and worshiping God and praising God, you are training up the children at this church. So I'm going to ask you to peace, keep on doing what you're doing because so far you're doing a really good job. And I threw a note in here for the pastor. If this land sale goes through, you need to hang on to a little bit of that money for some new carpet. Because these kids is going to wear this up here out. And I don't imagine nobody will have a problem putting new carpet in at the altar. Because it got wore out. Something else I wanted to share with you uh, before we even get into our message, uh, I believe it's important for us as Christians to kind of take a moment from time to time and reflect 
on, on how we doing, on our Christian walk. And I wanted to share this story with you. Uh, I first heard this back in 2017. Uh, I like to ask questions because if I ask you questions, it makes you think about the answer. Sometimes you like to answer, sometimes you don't. But I want you to think about the question. And the question, before I tell you the little story, is what does the Word of God mean to you? Back in 2017, I got to listen to a gentleman named Mr. Blankenship, who was a Gideon. And he told stories about going all over the world. And different encounters that he'd had uh, all over the world. And, and he just, he had some cool stories. He just, he, he did. I enjoyed it. But there was one of them that stood out to me above all the other ones. Uh, and most of y'all have heard of the Gideons. They put the Bibles in the hotel rooms. And you've seen the little small New Testament uh, Bibles uh, around uh, they, when they go out to places, they give the students, they give the children the small little New Testaments, and they give the teachers a full Bible to, to teach out of. And he told about this teacher uh, in a little village in Africa that told him that when she was a little girl one time, she saw a piece of a page of a Bible. Not a Bible, not a page, just a, a piece of a page of a Bible. And that piece of a page of a Bible changed her life. She memorized it since she was a little girl. And she prayed every single day that one day she would get to see a complete Bible. Not have one, not hold one. Just be able to see an entire Bible. So, Mr. Blankenship and the Gideons came up. And they presented this woman with a Bible. And... She honestly thought that they were just letting her hold it. And they had trouble because of language barriers making her understand. No, this is, this is yours. Show, you, we got your name in the front. This belongs to you. This is yours. And when they did, the woman fell to the ground. And he didn't even use the word cry. She sobbed uncontrollably. And the part that gets me is he noticed this woman sitting there on the ground, on her face, sobbing uncontrollably. And she literally had a puddle up underneath her. She had literally cried a puddle of tears because she got a Bible of her own. 
So I got another question for you. Have you ever cried for the Word of God? How many times have you been within 10 feet of a Bible and not even given it a second thought? How many Bibles are within 10 feet of you right now that, and we don't think anything about it? I'm not pointing fingers. I'm as guilty as anybody. But it makes me think, are we so spoiled? And are we truly appreciative for what God has blessed us with? Because there ain't nobody in this room that can't have a, a, a Bible if they want one. How many do you got at your house? And how often do we, do, do, do we crave it so bad that we would cry puddles? Sometimes we need to take a step back. And we need to, and we're going to read the, the, the scripture in a minute. We, we need to examine ourselves a little bit. And realize how blessed we truly are. And that there are people that would sit and cry puddles for what we got probably multiple words of God laying around at our house. This is not the message for tonight, but it's food for thought. And it's a story I like to tell. I like to read it myself because it makes me examine me. I want to start off our message tonight, I want to, I can't not stand up here and remind the men of the church about man church. Sunday at six o'clock, if you weren't able to make it, try your best to make it. It's going to make a difference in your life. It's going to make a difference in your family's life. It's going to make a difference in the life of this church and it'll make a difference in the life of the church. If men grow in the spirit. And we have a good time too. We even got brother Norm. Brother Greg out there doing three claps on a Ric Flair. Woo! Y'all know we have a good time. I try to remember to pray regularly for our church. I hope everybody in here does. We, uh, we as a church, like everybody else, we need all the prayers we can get. If you come up, you can't figure out who you need to pray for. You can start right here. Prayers and hugs. I take all I can get of both of them. But I do truly believe that you do pray for this church. But the question is, what do you pray for? Do you pray for your church Generally or specifically. I know the pastors talked about specific prayers. Uh, I'll give you an example. The, the prayer list we just talked about. You may ask the Lord to, to be with everybody on that list. And that's cool. And you may, may be more specific. And call out certain names of people on that list. I'm not saying one's better or worse. I'm just saying they're different. And you may ask the Lord to bless this church. And then you may talk to him about certain things. For instance, there's times that I've 
prayed about the church growing. But more specifically, I pray about the church growing in the spirit. And I don't mind telling you, I ain't, I ain't, the, I ain't the brightest one around. But I kind of figure out if we work on growing in the spirit and we work on becoming more Christ-like as Christians and we let the Holy Spirit grow inside of us, then we'll let God decide how many people walk through the door. But in praying to grow in the spirit and growing, asking for our church to grow, we need to make sure that, that we're worth being around. We need to make sure that we're worth worshiping with. And I know it's been touched on before. And we mentioned it. But again, it's something that we may need to look back on. On where we're at. In Corinthians 13, 5 and 7, 2 Corinthians, it says, Examine yourself. Whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be retrobates. So here's your question. How is your spiritual growth? How is your spiritual growth? And I'll be honest with you, it's one of them deals. I, I don't need to know your answer, but maybe you need to talk to God about your answer. And how your spiritual growth is going and moving. <laughs> is it moving? And this answer might be different for you at different times in your life. Maybe when you first believed, man, you was on fire for God. You was all bouncing Jesus. Your spiritual growth was taken off. Like nobody's business. But then, we talked about it the other night, then... Then the new kind of wore off a little bit. And then life struggles kind of started happening. And the devil's distractions came in. And don't think for a minute he don't know when you're growing spiritually. And he wants to throw a monkey wrench in your plans and what you got going on. But maybe after you took off like a rocket, you tapered off a little bit. You kind of plateaued. And your growth kind of slowed down. But then maybe the Holy Spirit started tugging at that heart again a little bit. Maybe you had to get back on them knees. Wear, wear some carpet out. Get back in prayer. Get back to God. Next thing you know, you're back to growing spiritually. You're closer to God. Growing in God's Word. Growing as a Christian. In 1 Timothy 4 and 15, it says, Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Your growth spiritually should be seen by everybody that you come into contact with. You know when uh, you run into somebody that you hadn't seen in a long time, somebody you knew in high school, somebody you used to work with, back in the day and you run into them and they say man you ain't changed a bit well for starters they lie 
But they usually mean that in a good way. Uh, they mean you hadn't got fat or gray or bald. But we need to think about that. Let's hope nobody spiritually ever says that to us. That you haven't changed a bit. Let's hope when we see somebody we hadn't seen in a while, they can see our spiritual growth from across the parking lot. We want to constantly be growing. Everything alive is either growing or dying. Just like your tomato plants. They either growing or they dying. In Hebrews 6 and 1, it says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go unto perfection, not lying again the foundation excuse me, of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptism and of lying on hands and the resurrection of the dead and the eternal judgment. Paul is telling them here, do we really need to keep going over the same principles over and over and over again? Are you in the same place you was? He's not downplaying the strong foundation, but he's telling us we need to grow. As Christians, we don't need to stay in the same spot. And you may say, well, brother, I've been a Christian for 35 years. And well, man, that's cool. How much closer are you today than you was 35 years ago? How much closer are you to God today than you were 20 years ago? Last year. How much closer are you to God right now than you were this morning? And this, one, this ain't one of them rhetorical questions. I really want you to think about it. How much closer are you to God today than you were, just say, last year? This time last year. Where are you at? Where, are you, where are you stand? If you think about that to yourself and you say, I don't know. I really don't know where I stand compared today compared to where I was a year ago. I got real good news for you. God knows exactly where you stand with him compared to where you were a year ago. And he would love to talk with you about it. He would love to talk with you about it. What if Donald stood up here and read to y'all Every Sunday out of one of them little kid Sunday school books. Every Sunday when he come up here. They ain't nothing wrong with what's in them Sunday school books. But as grown folks, you probably going to want a little bit more. There's more in here than what's in them Sunday school books. And you don't need to wait on Donald to tell you what it is. You don't need to, some dude on TV to tell you what's in here. What you need is have a desire in your heart to dive off in here 
a little deeper than what you were before. That's how we're going to grow. If you got a Bible and you can't see it, you let me know. I'll buy you one with the bigger letters. That thing will be this thick. You need some tapes, some CDs, a thumb drive, some smoke signals, whatever you need to get the Word of God, you let somebody know. Because I promise you God will bless with an answer for every excuse you got for not reading this. If you truly want to grow in the Spirit, you're going to find a way to get in this thing. In 1 Corinthians 13 and 11, it says, When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. At some point, we got to grow spiritually. pastor mentioned something the other day. He mentioned milk and meat of the word. And I got to thinking about all these babies we got running around here. And we got some cutie pies running around this place. And I got to thinking about all these babies running around here drinking their bottles. And at that age, that bottle of milk is appropriate for them. But as we get older, we get a little more mature, we need a little more mature things. If one of these big kids we was talking about, one of these teenagers came in here, and they come walking down this aisle, and they had that same bottle in their mouth, you're going to look at them some kind of way. That bottle wouldn't be appropriate for their age or their level of maturity. Our babies aren't supposed to stay on a bottle of milk. We are not supposed to stay on the, stay on the milk of the word. We're supposed to grow. In 1 Peter chapter 2, it said, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. So, if, so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. When we're new Christians, we should desire God's word just like that baby desires that bottle of milk. But in 1 Corinthians 3 and 2, it says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherunto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. When we're young Christians, we get the milk of the word because that's what we need because we're babes in Christ. But we're not supposed to stay there. We are supposed to grow spiritually as Christians. We get the milk of the word because we ain't ready for the meat of the word yet. When you're a babe in Christ, you're learning. Meat requires a little more mature level, a little bit more effort, a little bit more jawbone. Meat 
Leaders are more involved in the process of gaining God's truth. The milk of the word and the meat of the word, they're the same truth. They're simply different depths of truth. Don't be content with milk as a Christian. When a little baby sees you eating that piece of pizza and you got them in their arm, they want some of that pizza. They got a desire for something more. They got a desire for something a little bit beyond milk. We need to have that same desire as Christians. Have you shown or have you told God that you want to mature as a Christian? Have you talked with him about it? Guess what? He'll talk back to you about it. You go to the Lord in prayer in the right heart. Lord, I want to grow spiritually, but I don't know what to do. You fish to get some directions. Because he's not going to leave you hanging out there like that. Telling these little ones about knowing the ark. That's great. Their little eyes little light up. They get excited about all the animals and everything. But after a while, they need a, they need, they need a story that's a little deeper. And a little deeper. They're either shooting off fireworks or the whole back of the church just fell off. <laughs> what if you went into this older teenage class right now and told them to all sit on the floor, get in a circle, and you're going to tell them a story about Noah and Ark? And if you've got teenagers, you know exactly the look that you're going to get. I done heard this 400 times. They want a little more. As Christians, we should want a little more from our relationship with God and with Jesus Christ. We should want to grow closer and closer to God all the time. It's important for us as Christians. It's important for this church. And it's important for God's church. For his people to grow closer to them. In Ephesians 3 and 17, it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you be rooted and grounded in love. May be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. And to know that the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. That's growing spiritually. That is what comes with growth. Knowing the feeling and the length and the depth of God's love. More and more every single day. That love is part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're supposed to be sharing. With everybody we run into. So if you pray for this church, what do you pray for? Do you pray for growth? You can, but let's don't put the cart before the horse, so to speak. Don't get me wrong. I want as many people to show up in here that this place a whole. I also know that the stronger we are in our walk with Christ, 
And the more mature we are in our spiritual growth, the more prepared we are as a church and as individuals. And the more prepared we will be for growth in numbers. But only if we grow spiritually first will we be ready. So I'm going to ask you to continue to pray for the spiritual growth of everybody at this church. And everybody in God's church. And I hope that we all pray to God to help show us how we can all individually grow spiritually. And be closer to God today than we were yesterday. Even closer tomorrow than we are today. If y'all will, please join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the honor and the privilege of getting to come here this evening together as a congregation, but as your church, to read from your word. Lord, we ask you to help us to take the scripture that we read tonight and apply it to our lives that we may grow closer to you and grow spiritually in our walk with you, Lord. Lord, please guide us in everything we do. Lord, help us to always be mindful and appreciative of all your blessings that you give us, Lord. Please be with each and every person that got called out on our prayer list tonight, Lord. We ask you, to, to, we ask you for healing. We ask you for comfort, both for them and their families. Lord, help us as, as friends and loved ones to, to do what we can with what you got us to do. We ask all of this in your precious Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen.